Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso fast, hot, and intense. Good afternoon, Ms. Heather. Good afternoon. All right, we lost Coop for a minute, but he should be calling back soon. Okay, good. All right. Just going to play some promos right quick. Good. Now, what's your name? I'm Javon. Hey, Javon. Thanks for your help. No problem, no problem. Hello, this is Coop. This episode is sponsored by... And- Hello, this is Coop. Is the, the show on and ready to go? He's having some technical difficulties. Javon, are you there? Heather's here. Oh, you are? Okay. Well, let's... Uh, Javon, you there? I am here. Okay, so we ready to go. Sorry about the technical difficulties I just experienced. Um, so we're we're good to go, and we good can to go. hopefully edit this out on the the recorded version. So sorry about that, everybody. If you're listening in, this is Coop with B2T Training, and I am here today with Heather Mylan Mains. She is uh, one of B2T's expert instructors, and she's also a great BA mind. She was on a couple of shows ago. She was with me as well, and we talked about Back to the Basics. Uh, But on today's show, uh, we are talking about feedback. Heather is fresh off a big conference out in Las Vegas, the BBC conference, and Jacqueline and I actually did a show from there live. So if you check back on the the Tech Expresso um, archives, you'll hear that show. And uh, Jacqueline and I were talking about all the things happening at the BBC conference, which is building business capabilities, and it's IIBA's kind of flagship conference that they do every year. Um, so we were out in Vegas talking about that. Heather did a presentation on feedback, um, and so I thought it would be a great opportunity uh, if you weren't in Vegas to kind of learn more about what she was talking about and see why it was so important. Um, I had the pleasure of working with Heather getting it ready, and then doing some role-playing. So I was 
a part of that, uh, a little piece of the, the puzzle there in the feedback presentation, but I had a, had a blast. Um, so, Heather, why don't you just give us, uh, before we go into some of the specifics, just um, why don't you talk about um, why you came up with this presentation at a high level, what is it about, what does it hit on? You know, um, Coop, thanks for having me on. And it was it was a great opportunity to be at BBC and to share this um, presentation in particular. So I am a person who takes things pretty personally, and I have had a problem receiving feedback. And I've tried to understand why I take things so personally and why um, feedback can be hurtful to me sometimes when, in fact, that's not what the intention of feedback. So this presentation has has come from from my own exploration on feedback and how I can provide better feedback, how I can receive feedback, and really understanding uh, what feedback truly is versus opinions and advice and some of the things that we might traditionally see or receive on a formal uh, feedback loop. Really, that's not feedback and. You know, feedback is kind of a priceless thing. So the whole evolution of this was out of my own um, weaknesses and looking to get better at at feedback. So it's it's exciting to me to share what I've learned and how I've grown. And um, surprises me as I look back at my feedback journey in life. I have a lot of stories and a lot of experiences, good and bad, that have helped me um, share this message more broadly. And you were definitely part of that um, feedback loop in my work with B2T. So we've had a good feedback journey together. And I know this is a topic we talk about a lot. Yes, awesome. So, um, yeah, and I know you and I have a, a lot of stories, and maybe we'll share some of those for the, the audience today. And I, I just want to say um, you are listening to um, Blog Talk Radio, Technology Expresso. I'm Coop, the the host of the show today, Jacqueline, unfortunately, is was unavailable, but I, I do have Heather Milan names here with me today, and we're talking about feedback and, and her story and how she's trying to help people improve and get better with feedback. If you are um, listening, please, uh, and you're dialed in via phone, you can join the conversation. So you can hit um, one, and that will get you in the queue. Javon is, is working the, the board behind the scenes, so she'll see you and get you in the queue to ask the questions. Um, so, again, hit one if you're ready to do that. If you're on the uh, listening via the Internet uh, or on your computer, then you can just sit back, listen, and enjoy the show. Um, so, Heather, so you're talking about feedback. So what is what's the, the big deal here? I mean, I know... I bet you everybody listening and in every organization around the world, they get their performance reviews. There's some level of performance review, and aren't they given feedback then, and why isn't that good enough? What's, what's the big deal here? Yeah, you know, it's, that's so true, Coop. You know, if we think back to our years of employment, all of us have received feedback. And in reality, sometimes the feedback really is not feedback. So as I was thinking about what's the problem with feedback, I actually used my business analysis skills and actually crafted a feedback statement, uh, feedback problem statement. So here's my statement. I'll read it um, slowly since you can't see it. Um, The problem with poor feedback habits affects employees, team members, and leaders, the impact of which is frustrated people, low employee morale, and teams that do not progress. A successful solution would be good feedback habits to improve team performance 
and create value to the organization. So in essence, to me, I think that, the, that there are really poor feedback habits. For example, when, when we're receiving feedback and someone tells you, I really like what you did, that is an opinion, and it gives me no information about what it was that a person liked. And the flip side of it is I really think that went, didn't go well. Again, that's an opinion. Great, thank you. However, I can't improve anything with those statements. So to me, that's really a lot of the feedback we've received in a formal fashion or informal is really just advice or opinions, and they're not actual feedback statements. So would you say like things like, because um, I hear this one all the time, either to me or to other people, just, you know, great job, keep doing what you're doing. Is that that yeah. falls in that vein because uh, it's like what piece of what I'm doing worked. Um, so that, yes, and, that, and, and, and that so you're same, talking about. So go I ahead. To say in that that same conversation, someone can tell you that I really didn't like what you did. When someone tells you keep doing what you're doing, I love it, it's great, and another person says I really didn't like it, you don't get information on either side of that spectrum what it is that someone really liked or what it is someone really didn't like. So you can't have anything to change. Right. So, so when is when is feedback given then? So um, maybe you can talk a little bit about this. Like, um, so I talked about I was kind of half joking about performance reviews, um, and isn't that enough? So is when is feedback? Um, so let's not talk about what good feedback is yet. But when do when are people receiving, or when should they be looking for feedback? Yeah, that's a great question, Coop, and a great conversation because it's constant. Um, Anytime you're interacting with anyone else, um, you're receiving feedback. Now, there could be nonverbal cues that you're receiving. Uh, It doesn't have to be a formal solicited thing. If If you talk about a BA, one of our main roles is to elicit information, and we elicit information um, in a lot of ways in an interview or a requirements workshop. During that interaction, you're going to see people responding to the question that you're asking, to the information you're trying to clarify, and that that reaction is feedback. It could be um, a confused look. It could be someone's looking at the floor because they're overwhelmed. It could be um, that they're nodding in agreement. That's all feedback. Um, So it's not... It's restricted to a formal setting. It's everywhere, always, constantly, and you have to be paying attention. It's like basic stakeholder management. Right, yeah, and I think that that's probably something, or I would venture to guess that that's a part of, like when people hear, oh, we're going to talk about feedback, they're thinking, okay, so I walk into my my manager's office or a peer's office or whatever, and we're going to, have a conversation about a specific thing, and that's that's what they consider feedback. Um, but so you're saying it's it's always happening, and you always have to be looking at it. And you know, you and I present a lot, so so we're in that mode of kind of gauging the audience all the time to see, okay, are they are they with me? Do you get the head nods? Are people falling asleep or whatever it is, so that you can make adjustments? Um, so somebody doesn't have to tell you hey, Heather, you should be doing a better job with X. Um, you can just kind of look at their body language sometimes to know, okay, I have to do something different. And I'm not, maybe I'm not exactly sure because they didn't tell me why they're nodding off, but maybe I can try something different. Is that, is that what you're kind of getting at? Uh, 
Absolutely. That's completely um, the concepts that we need to go with. And so there's the aspect you mentioned presentations and presenting as a BA and, and as a presenter. We're in front of a group of people, and we are dependent upon their interaction for feedback. Sometimes a, a session can go really well, and you might wonder, well, what went really well about it? Um, people were engaged. People were were responding to me. They were part of the conversation. It wasn't just me lecturing someone. Um, and I'm going to guess you and I both have done presentations, the same presentation with a different audience and had completely different results. And that difference right. could be in part the feedback engagement. So when you yeah, are... No, it's not just the giving of the feedback. It's being part of that reception loop, um, you know, in communication. It has to, a message spoken isn't communicated until someone receives it and understands it and, and can take something with that, too. So that's, feedback is, is complex, actually. It's not simple. Right. Yeah, no, and it, it's so important, and it's not, it's not easy. I mean, and most of the times, like, the important things in life are not, are not easy, right? Even like important relationships in your life are, it's harder um, sometimes with those than it is with a, a not so important way, you know, more fringe kind of relationship. Yeah. So, and, and I always say, and this is, I, I never say it about feedback, but I guess I will now after talking to you. Um, there's things with like, especially stakeholder engagement and stakeholder management, um, and like how do you communicate and be more effective with the people we deal with day in day out? It's a tiring task because it's constant, right? It's it's like you're constantly trying to figure out how do we get better and how do I engage this person more. Um, but now now I see how it actually ties into what what you're actually receiving is what you're looking for is feedback to make determinations on how to go forward. And it is like if you're really um, and I'm a big believer in constant improvement. Um, and if you're, if you really want to improve all the time, not just in chunks of going to like a class or watching a webinar, you can be learning every single day by trying to receive feedback. So yeah, this is this is awesome. Yeah, so that's yeah, true. Want, that's, oh, that, go ahead. that's a good yeah. that's a good point too. So I think one of the things for me that shifted my thinking on feedback, and like mentioned before that I had a problem personally. I was realizing, you know, I just take any comment to heart and I feel as if I joked in, in, in the presentation at BBC, you know, I hear things, I think I'm getting fired, uh, people don't like me mm -hmm. anymore. All these crazy stories I tell myself that, that that's not it at all. You hit the nail on the head when you said, I want to improve. So when you shift your mindset and your paradigm, if you will, that feedback is actually intended to build you up and you start receiving it that way, when someone, shares, when someone cares enough to share with you something that they didn't like or that didn't go well, you need to receive it and realize that this is an opportunity for you to improve. And quite frankly, none of us are great at everything all the time. So shifting your thinking is a big part of how I can um, be better at this now. Yeah, no, this is, so let's go. I know in your presentation, because I was there, um, you talked about um, what is good feedback and, like, good versus bad feedback. But I want to, if we can just go down this path, because you're talking about your 
um, how you react, and you're getting better, but with this reaction of the world's coming to an end um, kind of attitude, I assume you're not the only person, right, um, that has that, um, getting any feedback and someone trying to give you tips for improvement or advice for improvement, it, it, it's hurtful uh, because it's talking about you, right? It's not, it's not talking about something, some object, um, like, oh, I don't like that building. It's like they don't like you, um, and that, that, that hurts. And I could see how you can go to the nth degree and other people can go to the, the far extreme to say, okay, my manager just gave me feedback. I'm losing my job. That's it. You know, I'm not going to have a house. You know, how do I pay my bill? Right. Like going down this, like, scary path. So, so what's your advice for, for people then on receiving feedback? How, so then if, if feedback is so important, and we'll get to you have really good tips on what good feedback is, um, so not only so people can recognize what good feedback is so they can respond to it um, and ask more questions, but um, so how do people receive feedback? What's your advice? So that yeah, you don't so, kind of go crazy. So true. Well, I think uh, the best advice I can give is to start to see feedback differently, to start to hear the message and separate the hurt or the emotion that might come with that message. And if you could literally, I visualize it as if it's two boxes, a, a box that, that the hurtful piece goes into and then a box that the feedback of, what I could do that, or what they didn't like or what I could do differently. You need to put those in two different boxes, and I might visualize that as I'm, I'm receiving it, actually. Okay, that needs to be set aside. i got to take my emotions out of this and listen to the piece that can make me better. And when we receive that feedback, too, we, we've got to have a viewpoint that someone has our best interest at heart, that they are not <clears throat> a vindictive, evil person that really wants to see me fail. Um, I'm going to hope, and that's part of a mindset, is I'm going to hope that you're receiving information with the intent to build you up. So if I want to get better at something, yes, it hurts to hear that I'm not good at it, but I also have to be realistic and acknowledge that I'm not always awesome at everything. And that's okay, because if we had no room to improve, we'd be perfect, and how boring would that be? I think the world's better with a little bit of flaws and a little little move, little improvement opportunity. So separate that. Take the emotion out of it. And that's so hard to do. It's easy for me to say that, but it's very, very hard. You have to use your analysis skills and separate that out. So that's one of the very first foundations. If you can start to take the emotion out of things, you're going to be better at receiving a message. Because when I hear something and I'm too emotional, I can't hear the feedback. Right. And it gets right. it get distracted. Get, yeah, it gets so. muddied. You're you're not hearing the, the nuggets that you need to hear. You're just yeah. hearing the hurtful things or taking it. So that's great advice. So kind of taking the attitude and sometimes I think maybe I I come across as too naive, um or some might say ignorant, but I always you know, I I never tried to like people say, oh, they have. They say something to you, and they're like, oh, they have a hidden agenda. They're trying to do this, and and I usually, I, I take the approach of, I assume people don't have a hidden agenda, um, so that I don't waste time or take time thinking about, well, what exactly did they mean by saying that? Um, I take people's word for it. So maybe that, and that's kind of 
the attitude that you're trying to say. It's like just listen for for the the nuggets, the advice uh, of change. And I think most people um, are better dealing with people that think they have flaws and want help to improve rather than those people that are just, I don't know, I'm, you know, I'm awesome. And, you know, you just, that was one of our role plays. You, you put up a, a slide that said, hello, my name is awesome. Um, you know, acting like that, but people don't want to, they don't want to work with people like that. Right. They don't. And, and so being receptive now, now the other piece too. So the first part is, okay, we just need to listen. And, and that's the first step of receiving good feedback. But along with that, and you have a good story about the assessment piece, you need to, to listen to it. You need to do some a- analyzing. Okay, what does this mean? How do I assess this for me? What piece will work? What won't work? What's my objective or goal? And you shared a good story. I think it's probably worthwhile to share on the show, Coop, about um, when you might receive feedback but then not act on it. Yeah, I'd be you want me to share it now? I can definitely yeah. Yeah, I think you go should. into I think that. And I, yeah, I think the you know, the the story that Heather and I both tell is, you know, there's listening to the feedback, just thanking people, right? Don't get defensive. because um, that's what what happens a lot of times when it is hurtful, you, you fight back. Um so try not to even respond when somebody's giving you feedback with any information. Um just say thank you. And then, like Heather's saying, assess that feedback and figure out what you're going to do with it. Um, And then I always say give feedback on the feedback. So go back to the person and tell them, here's what I'm doing differently. Thank you again for that feedback. Um, And here's what I'm going to change, and this is what I'm going to do differently. But the the caveat, and this is a story, Heather, you want me to share, is that you don't always have to implement things that people tell you. So if you ask for feedback and someone gives you advice, to do X, Y, Z, you know yourself the best, and you need to be comfortable with how you implement that feedback or not. Um, So the story I have, I always ask people for uh, feedback on my presentations, and one person once said, hey, Coop, I'll I'll be happy to give you feedback. Um, There's, you you throw in a lot of slang words every now and then, you know, gotta, gonna, you know, these aren't real words in the dictionary. Um, You know, try to, you know, tighten that up and get, you know, use the the proper word. Um, so I thanked them. I thought about it, and said, you know, I'm probably I'm not going to implement that advice because my whole goal with speaking is to to be natural, transparent. Uh, I want to be free flowing. I'm not robotic in in my script at all. So if if I had to think about every single word I said, I would get more robotic, and that that would go against what I was trying to do. So. Um, I went back to the person and said, hey, i got to tell you something. And if you remember, Heather, on our <laughs> at the, I think one person laughed at that joke, right, but using right. got to. Um, eventually, I'm sure everybody on the way home were like, oh, that's why it was so funny. But uh, I at least got one <laughs> laugh out of that. Yeah, um, uh, but, you know, I just went back to the person and said, hey, you know, I'm not going to implement it, and here's why. And the, the purpose of that or the reason for that is at least, and most people will be fine, right? Um, but if, if I didn't go back in and give feedback on the feedback, then they would see me again, and I would be using those same words, and they would get frustrated and be like, you know, I gave Coop this feedback, he wanted the feedback, and then he didn't do anything with it. So you know what? Forget it. The next time he asks for feedback, I'm not going to 
give them feedback because I don't, I don't have time to waste, you know? So, um, yeah, it's true. So you, each of us, feedback is important. Yeah, absolutely. Each of us has to decide what we're going to do, what action we take as a result of the feedback. And I think that's also an important point about receiving feedback is just because someone tells me something, I need to, I'm in charge. I'm in charge of me. (laughs) I'm in charge of what I improve and what I don't improve and how I improve it and, and how I have that conversation. So sometimes, even though people do have the best intention, I think there are situations, and they, it's like a psychological term, the concept of projection. So there could be situations where someone is feeling very inadequate about themselves for whatever reason in their life and, and whatever, and they might give you feedback that is actually a projection of their own negative feelings and self-worth, and they try to apply it to you to make you feel as if you're somehow not measuring up. And so I have received some feedback like that before, and I've had to really assess, wait a minute, what does this mean and, and how does this work? And, and you know, there was a situation where we talked about it in brief, I'll share it brief, that um, I received very poor feedback, and this could be a segue into giving good feedback. And when I say poor feedback, the the statement was made of a course I was teaching and it said, get a good instructor or something along that line. And initially, right. as I heard, I, I listened, I mean, I read it, and I right. immediately, I joked, Coop, I'm like, who's going to fire me? I'm not a good teacher. I'm just <laughs> worthless. This is awful. And I'm reading it, and I'm, that's part of that listening. And then the analytic, you know, I put it in the box of the feelings, and then the analytics come into play. And like, oh, this is a person. I remember this person. They have this background. And that feedback um, didn't have to do with anything to do with me personally as a teacher. It had to do more of a, a expectation of what the course was going to be like. So they were feeling as if the course wasn't meeting their needs. And I somehow, and then projecting those feelings onto me as if I'm inadequate. And so that's a, an interesting twist as I worked through that assessment. And I even called you about it. I'm like, Coop, I'm trying to figure this out. I, I prepared really hard. And and I did the best I thought I could, and I know I'm a good teacher, but this is confusing. And in that case, you know, for me, there wasn't really anything that I needed to change. Um, but that took, right. that was a process. And my initial thought still was, I'm going to get fired. I'm not going to be successful. It's, it's still, I'm not perfect at this removing the emotion, but I was able to stop before I said anything more or did anything more and assess it before I acted, and the action in this case was a conversation with you about, okay, what are we going to do, right. because what are we going to do next, right? Yeah, that's, So that was you know, an important part of my I, receiving feedback better. I, I think the, you know, even how you worded that in this conversation, um, that and maybe you said it the exact same way when you presented at BBC, but what I took away from your comments is, and, and it's just like anything. There are stages of there could be anger, and I don't know what the the eight emo- or seven emotions are. What you know, there's anger, sadness, yeah. blah blah blah. Um, so it seems like you're saying when you're receiving it, and yes, you recognize this as a um, something that you continually need to work on is try not to get emotional about it. But once you got through that emotion, it was like okay, let's look at the facts. And this is like this is good critical thinking. Like you were saying, use your BA skills to decipher feedback. Um, right. It was like let's look at the facts. So, 
uh, and we found out more information, and, and what it really was was the course that this person wanted was not what we were delivering. So it, it wasn't about you not being a good instructor. It was about that person not getting the, the class that they wanted. Um, and so, and that, you know, that is even feedback for me, like as the, the president of the company, right, I could also take that feedback and just say, oh, you know, Heather wasn't a good instructor. We got to move Heather on and, and make a wrong decision based on that feedback too. So it's not even, you know, now I'm even thinking about um, there's this whole uh, circle of people that are involved in feedback, right? So it's not even in this case, I saw that feedback. You saw the feedback. You took it in one, you know, because it was about you, you're, you went down at the beginning of an emotional path, but I could have gone down another path that could have made a bad decision based on feedback too. So it's like you have to um, give it time, right? Especially when there's like serious feedback like this, I would put this in a serious bucket, right? It wasn't like a little tweak. It was get a better instructor. Um, Like take some time to just stop, relax, and and understand the facts and see what's going on before acting on anything. Yeah, and and in those cases, um, there are cases where we individually receive feedback that's so personal. And this is where I talk about the habit of the the poor feedback habit, right? So if I were to ever be in that person's shoes and – be involved in a in a course that I felt um, or a session, you know, at a conference or something that didn't meet my expectations for whatever reason, I, w- I would indicate that. I would say, you know, um, I, I, would, I would probably say, you know, I, I appreciated the context of this presentation. It, it wasn't what I was looking for. I was hoping for more in-depth um, commentary on this topic or that topic. I felt the instructor didn't bring that depth to the class. You know, that's very different than get a better instructor. Right. Yeah, that that now gives you information to do something with, right? It, it um, does. Um, emotional responses to feedback are also not helpful. Um, when we're angry or upset or frustrated, and perhaps justifiably so, when we rattle off an angry email, that's feedback. When we right. rattle off, um, or, or is in a... Um, employer employee if an employer's had a situation where they've been dealing with an employee and it's still not improving and their their commentary is emotional based it's not helpful and it becomes hurtful now if i really right. were a poor instructor um and i'm not saying that i can't improve as an instructor by the way i absolutely can if i were a poor instructor for that person what was it that was poor were my examples confusing did i not follow an agenda did i not um did i not set an exercise up so that they understood what was going on those are pieces of poor instructor habits or poor instructor performance that can be acted upon and that's the difference in in emotional feedback versus actual actionable good feedback right no great so Heather, I, I want to, we're about 30 minutes into our 60-minute long show. So Javon has a promo that she's going to play um, from our sponsor, B2T Training, for hosting this, um, this Ask an Analyst radio show. So let's play that promo, and we'll be back in less than two minutes.
This episode is sponsored by and features B2TTraining.com. B2T Training has trained and equipped almost 15,000 of the most successful and high-performing practitioners of business analysis since the year 2000. Our courses are developed and taught by the most respected and highest qualified experts in the industry. We know that transforming the way you and your team perform business analysis is not a one-size-fits-all approach. And we understand that your business analysis practice has unique problems and deserves a unique program offering. Using our holistic approach, we will identify the pain points that will result in the best opportunity for your team or organization to realize the change they're trying to achieve. Change begins with knowledge and skills. Our learning events also include ongoing enrichment and reflective activities that provide students the boost they need to sustain their learning and competency. In other words, we make it stick. Get your business analysis training from the most respected and highest qualified source of experts in the industry. Find out more about our public class offerings in various U.S. locations or call to speak with one of our training solution sales associates toll-free at 866-675-2125. Follow us on social media and visit www.b2ttraining.com. That's B, the number 2, T, training.com and see our full course outlines, blog, and free downloadable resources. We get it. We'll help you get it, too. All right, so we're back. And one of the things that wasn't in the promo that Dennis, usually that's Dennis Perkins, um, that was his voice. Uh, one of the things he usually says is we, we like to be liked, so like us on Facebook. Um, so we're we're all over the place, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it, you can find us. So, Heather, are you back? Yes. All right. So, awesome first half hour, I thought, um, digging deeper into how to receive feedback. And I think that that is so important for all of us because, um, you know, back to, to your point, you kind of can sometimes go down an emotional path. I think many of us do. Uh, because it's about us. So there was one thing I want to kind of wrap up the the receiving feedback side before we go into, and you started dipping into how to give good feedback or what good feedback is. Um, but you said something. I don't know if you want to add anything more about this. During the presentation, you said you have to mind your story. What what does that mean? <clears throat> yeah, so that actually that um, dovetails to providing feedback too. So one of I'm a big fan of the book Crucial Conversations and I can say that that book and the training I received to use those techniques truly changed my professional life and my personal life. So the concept of minding your story is a really important one. So in the context of feedback I had said when I even if I get a message from somebody says hey let's talk my my initial thought background, circumstances, who I am, who knows, is, oh, my gosh, what did I do wrong? And my story can run into crazy thoughts of, oh, what did I do? Somebody, Somebody's complained. They're not happy with me. I'm going to get fired. I mean, those crazy thoughts. So in, in any cases where I'm, let's say I'm an analyst and I am, I've scheduled a meeting and it's an important meeting and people are late my thought can run into a story of 
they don't think this is important. They don't have confidence in my ability to deliver. And the stories go crazy. So the concept of stories is we have to mind our own story. So if I'm receiving feedback, I need to be in a mindset to understand this is to be helpful. And that's where the separating the two boxes, emotional box versus what's the information I'm going to be hearing. That's part of minding your story. Now, when you're giving feedback, it applies the same way. You need to be giving feedback for the reasons to build someone up, to make them better, and not to just make them feel badly um, because you want to, because you can, because you're not having a good day. Our stories uh, of how, why we're providing and why we're receiving um, are really important. So that's the concept of minding your story. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's great feedback and I, I think it all goes back to and at the BBC conference the the keynote the one that opened the conference um, and her name is is escaping me now I, I'm getting to that age where I can no longer yeah. remember names but um, it was a really great I wish I remember because it was such a good presentation I thought it was um, And but she was talking about um, uh, pausing and thinking and taking more time to do that in our lives. And she did this great reenactment of what our lives are like and, you know, how, how fast we're moving from the minute we wake up to the minute we crash at night. Um, and we have to add more, what she calls white space um, in our lives, right, to pause and think. And I think it, this also applies to the concepts of feedback, uh, to mind your story. As you were telling me about that, I started thinking about her presentation. And so before you give feedback, Stop, think about, and make sure your mind or your head is in the mode of, okay, this is to help the person, and that's the reason I'm giving this feedback and the only reason I'm giving the feedback, um, so that you can word it properly so it gets received. So why don't you now talk, so what does good feedback look like? You talked about what bad feedback is, um, that, oh, great job, or eh, didn't like it so much. Um, there was some feedback, so my, I'll give this quick story. My son's soccer coach um the club just decided to make a change with the the soccer coaches and i so i was talking to to the coach that was let go um and he said the the feedback i got was um that i don't have the values of the club um they don't align my values and the club's values don't align but they didn't say what those were right and so they didn't give him a chance to to even improve, right, to say, oh, wait a minute, I, I see now that my actions, um, I didn't see, before I didn't see my actions were causing this. I get it. I'm going to switch. I'm going to change how I am because we really do align. So it was like there was no, that to me that was bad feedback, right, that they just said our values don't align. Thank you. We're, we're going a different direction. Um, instead of giving him information, like here is why we don't think the values align. This is what you're doing to give us this thought, you know, can you change or is this just who you are? Yeah, it's a, that's really of no help whatsoever. It's probably of a, a cop-out <laughs> answer because which values don't align and, and tell me why you think those values don't align. So they, they got halfway to some decent feedback by at least identifying something specific instead of I don't like you or you're just not fitting the vibe of our community, whatever they could have said. You know, they need to, if you truly want to provide good feedback, and even if the choice is that um, we're not going to hire you, 
be specific about what it was. Your values don't align because I saw um, how you handled that game and I didn't appreciate how you um, coached the kid. I'm making that up. I don't know what the situation was, but something along that line would have been helpful. Otherwise, you're left with just a question mark of what was that all about? Right. And and then he, you know, so this coach now doesn't know, well, okay, what what was it? What did I do? And and it's almost, and to me, by not giving good feedback, it's it's worse for the. It's almost like don't give feedback. Uh, when you give bad feedback like that, it's almost worse because now he's thinking. And to your point, who knows where his head's going? Like, what did I do? And I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm not a good coach anymore, right? Um, so, yeah. So, so what's the what's the makeup then of good feedback? I know you have specific. Yep. So um, keys. I call it key, what, Yep. Keys to constructive feedback. So the the concept of constructive meaning to build someone up and to be helpful, productive, positive, and useful, most of all. First of all, you need to use facts. So in any time that we're providing some feedback, um, especially when there's something that's deficient that we need to see an improvement on, facts will make the big difference. What was it that happened that didn't go well? Why didn't it go well? What facts are at play that could show improvement on that? And that goes along with the second key is to provide examples. <clears throat> so I've uh, received, uh, the, I tell a story in the presentation about a time when my manager, she was a new manager, and this is when I was working full-time at a company, and she was new to her role, and she heard something from someone the week before she was writing my performance review. I don't even remember the details of what it was, but it was not representative of anything more than an isolated incident. It was one person's feelings. It wasn't a representation of my performance. And it ended up on my performance review without examples, without facts. It was just a general statement. Heather needs to improve communication or something like that. When I dived into it, when I dove into it a little more carefully with her, I actually advocated for myself to say, you know, I I don't understand why this is on my performance review. Now you're telling me this is an isolated example. Um, happened one time. It's not repeated. It's not really a performance issue. It's maybe I had a bad day. Maybe they had a bad day. But that doesn't belong in my performance review. And I joked about my permanent record, you know, from school, how worried we are about those things being on our permanent record. And I, I actually had a chance in my performance review to write down why I felt it was poor feedback and why it didn't belong in my performance review. So that was a, a good example of another topic I like to have is, is advocating for yourself, you know. So construction feedback, use facts, provide examples. And thirdly, you need to be sincere. So you've got to really um, indicate your care for another person when you, in your in your sincerity. Uh, don't be sarcastic. Don't. Uh, don't be vague. Be be honest um, and sincere. Um, both those things. So, the aspect of honesty is, you know, we talked about this group about how feedback's like poetry, and no one likes poetry. Uh, right. <laughs> feedback can be so brutally honest and raw and hurtful, and yet applicable. Um, that honesty is so rare and so necessary. Probably my biggest, you could see it as a weakness, but I think my biggest strength is I really do try to be honest. 
you're going to ask me my opinion, I'm going to share with you to the best of my ability in an honest fashion what I think. Um, And that can hurt. It's hard. Um, So being willing to provide feedback, and you mentioned earlier thanking people for, you know, giving feedback on the feedback. Tell someone thank you and how it it changes you. You know, it really does. So facts examples, be sincere, be honest, uh, really keys to providing good feedback. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I think, you know, I told this story when we presented, and I tell it a lot, too, when I do my improv talks um, about uh, it maybe it's like insincere feedback. And in the South, um, you know, I live in Atlanta, Georgia now. Uh, when I first moved to Atlanta, you know, people would – I would do something and people would say, oh, Coop, bless your heart. Um, and at first I thought, oh, my God, this this is like heaven. I've, like, landed in a place where people are blessing me left and right. Um, it's it's unbelievable. They love me, right? Um, and then, then you quickly find out what what bless your heart really means, right? And it's not a, not a positive thing. It's not truthful and it's not helpful feedback. You know, you know they're – they think you're stupid or you did something bad, but you're not really sure. So, yeah, you want to be truthful. And what that makes me think of is, like, having trusting relationships, right? If you have, if you trust the person, and it's back to what you said, that you're trusting that why they're giving you the feedback is to help you, to help boost you up and to help lift you up and get better, um, then uh, then you're going to receive feedback better, and then that person's going to be more honest with you, and they're going to feel like I can be honest without, you know, any retribution that oh Heather's going to be mad at me, or not think of me as good. And a lot of us are those people. There's a big chunk of us in the world, and and I'm one of them. You know, are are pleasers, right? Um, so we don't want to upset people, um, but at some point you have to kind of switch. It, it doesn't help people if you're not truthful um and people see through that right they do you know so um absolutely one of the things that i talk some more crucial conversation techniques it feels good to add this now is when you're sharing a difficult message or you're having a difficult conversation it takes some bravery and confidence to even be willing to dive into that conversation so one of the things that um one of the techniques i think that softens the blow is called contrasting. So contrasting is really a powerful technique, and how you can use that is that you start a conversation with assurance of what you don't want to have happen and then talking about what you need to. So, for example, in the situation with the feedback about me being a poor instructor, I could contrast my commentary with you to say, you know, Coop, I really enjoy being a teacher. I really... um, want to keep that relationship up, I'm really concerned um, that this feedback has jeopardized our relationship, but I do need to talk with you about this feedback and, and how it makes me feel and how it makes you feel or what you might be thinking. So I'm, I'm letting you know that I value our relationship and I still want to be working in that capacity, but I need to talk to you about something that's bothering me because right. you, you'd mentioned it before, you know, I hadn't actually thought about it until we're talking about it this time. That's why I love talking about these things because we have new ideas. We keep brainstorming how we get better. (laughs) Right. So the concept of of your approach could have been, 
I can't have any instructor that would ever receive this comment um, in my employee. They're damaging my brand. Um, this is unacceptable. She just has to go. I mean, that could have been right. a decision you would have made based on emotion, based on, you know, whatever you could have thought mm-hmm. of. So that's that's a risk, too. And, and we were willing to have that crucial conversation together. And in the end, we actually came to the same conclusion. We were both happy with right. it. Right. Which was maybe a surprise right. for each of us. Um, but again, we're willing yeah, to have that you're never conversation. Sure. Right. You aren't. So contrasting right. can be helpful to soften the blow. So for me, and you know this about me now because I've talked about it so much, you know, if you ever need to talk to me, you know, Heather, I still value you. I still think you're great, but we need to talk about it. That will help me know, right. by the way, you're not going to fire me and <laughs> you still think I'm a value. Right. Which we'll sounds stop silly. That, your story going downhill. Right, right. No, but that's but, such a better. I, I feel like that's such a better um, approach than you know. We all know about like the sandwiching, right? Give positive feedback, constructive yeah. feedback, and then positive feedback again. Um, you know, but it's that. So that has that kind of flavor. I think it gets, but it gets to the point better. It's kind of like, look, you know, I value you. Uh, I want to keep working with you. I think you're you have all these strengths. Um, with that, we still have to have this conversation because something happened and we just got to come to a resolution. Yeah. So it's going to be a tough conversation, but know in the back of your head that I still love you, yeah. still want to work with you, right? Um, that that's yeah. rather than saying, oh Heather, you know you did such a great job in this class, you did terrible in this class, and then saying, you know on the back end saying something positive again. It's like it's talking yeah. about where – and that, that helps. That's a great advice for giving good feedback, right, because then that helps the person to remove the emotion and not get as emotional because they're not nervous about what can happen. Um, and then they can really listen to the feedback and, and improve from it. No, that's, that's – Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it, when I say it changed my life, there are a couple of things about it that really did change my life, um, definitely in performance personal, professional sort of conversations. The other tip, a I, I, couple more tips I want to share, and then I do I, yeah. I do want to address the comment we got in the presentation that was important. Um, the, the next te- technique is to commit to seek mutual purpose. So you've got to, when you're giving feedback, you've got to, uh, you've got to, <laughs> or I'm going to, I'm going to use those words. Nice, nice. <laughs> I need to commit to seek mutual, but we have to understand that the two of us are involved in something that we have a mutual purpose about. So in the context of our professional relationship with B2T, our mutual purpose is that we want B2T to have a good brand because you want to continue to be able to sell training. I love training. I want to still be able to train. So our mutual purpose is the betterment of this entire relationship, and and you want me to be seen as a good instructor. I want to be seen as competent to teach classes. So there's a mutual purpose, and that makes all the difference. That's why we're having the conversation. It's not for no reason. And the next thing, again, is, is stick to the facts. So I, I mentioned when I'm receiving feedback, I need to set the emotion in another box. When I'm giving feedback, I need to set the emotion in another box. I cannot focus on the emotional pieces. I need to stick to the facts. So in the presentation I shared, you know, as I'm sharing this conversation, um, one of the um, participants had said, well, does that really work? How can that really work? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a skeptic in the audience, right? 
And uh, at, towards the end of the present, I timed it poorly, so that's feedback for me to next time I do this, to do this in a better <laughs> order. <laughs> I'm willing to admit it, but I, one of my pet peeves in, in general is if someone asks a question and doesn't get answered, I literally cannot stand that. So that's feedback often. People ask questions and you didn't answer them, so I like to follow my own advice. So I shared with them the story. This is one of the, the if I have a pivotal professional moment in this feedback concept, it's this story. So I'd worked at a company, and I was a VA4, the most senior business analyst in the organization, and there was a decision from someone corporately, this is a large organization with hundreds of BAs, and that if you are a BA4, you cannot retain that title if you don't lead people. So you had to be a manager, which is a strange decision, not one I'm going to say I understand, but really had no impact to me other than my salary stayed the same, but my incentive compensation on the annual incentive plan changed by 2%. So, of course, my initial response is, I'm not happy about this. It's penalizing me. I'm still great at my job. I mean, all these conversations and my stories going on. But I thought, wait, I just took this training. I just read this book. I'm going to practice. So I actually wrote a script, and I used the contrast technique to talk with my leader. Coincidentally, it's the same leader who was the new leader who I sort of challenged. She'd gotten better in her leadership <laughs> and was open to conversations, which was great. So I set out a statement and I said, you know, um, I want you to know that I value you. I appreciate you as my manager. You've been a good advocate for me and I really um, don't want to jeopardize our relationship, but I do need to talk with you about what's happened as a result of this corporate decision. And I outlined the facts, so I stuck to the facts. And I said, you know, this change, I, I appreciate that it didn't affect my compensation. However, it did affect my incentive. And I did the math, and this dollar amount at the rate we've been, you know, receiving um, bonuses equals a week's vacation, a week's pay. And I know that you cannot give me a week's pay, but I would like a week, a week of time off and compensation for this switch that's penalized me and I asked in the in the presentation I said so how many of you think I got the time off and the large majority I didn't get the statistic on it but most people said they didn't think it worked the right. great thing was is that it did so that was kind of my uh, my pivotal moment of this can work I didn't I didn't berate her I didn't deal with the emotion of how it made me feel that I got screwed out of this money and all those natural feelings you might feel. But I stuck to the facts. I used a contrasting statement. I was, you know, the mutual purpose is I want to keep working for you and I want to keep being a good employee. Um, and I was able to get the additional week off. So it was powerful to me that this stuff works. And giving good feedback when we're having a problem can actually help us to a resolution without the emotions, without the drama. And so it was, it was great. Yeah, no, and, you know, it's like this, this concept, these concepts that you're talking about even, I think, go to being a good BA and trying to understand what the, the root problem is and the root cause. Because every time you talk about removing emotion, I start to think of, critical thinking and getting to the facts and understanding. So it's even, you know, having that, that contrast, even when somebody comes to a BA, right, and says, hey, you need this implemented, 
today, right? Um, maybe using some of these tips to roll people back to understand what the real problem is rather than just going with somebody's emotion, right? Because a lot of times if someone higher up than us um, in an organization and they're, or they're paying us, right? So it's like you need to do what I, I'm asking. Um, and this is a good way to be like, okay, you know, trying to remove their emotion from everything and be able to, to roll them back. Um, yeah, so this, is, this has been awesome. So we, ha- we have like four minutes left, Heather, and I, I wanted to see, um, I know the, the, the presentation ended very emotionally and it was real raw. <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, I did, I did videotape it. I don't know if it's in a quality, maybe one day you'll be able to post that because I don't know if, you know, I'd be interested to see as you continue to do this presentation if it, it um, uh, continues to end like that or um, and if it moves you to, to that, uh, the place that you got to. But um, I, I don't know if you want to kind of tell that story um, and kind of – or how, how would I, you I like mean, to kind of end up – The emotion's still there, Coop. I'm tearing up as, as I think about how it oh, ended. And I yeah. probably – see, it's still there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, by the way. Can't hide it. All right. Uh, Feel soft. So, <laughs> I, am. I try to be so fierce. Um All right. <laughs> <laughs> So the story and and how it ended too. I I share a little bit of a video clip from Chelsea Handler who talks about her feelings of jealousy and how she handled things, which is touching too, but in the end I I like to talk about uh when I first you, know, you and I have known each other for quite some time through IBA, through the Central Iowa chapter. I've, I'm a graduate of BTT training and, and big fan of everything that BTT represents, and it's certainly launched my career, and I, I'm thankful for my instructors and that opportunity. So I had wanted to work with BTT, and we talked about different ways to do that, and we landed on me um, teaching. And, of course, for those of you that have taught, you understand that it's not the same as mentoring or coaching. It's it's a different skill set. And I, I'm, again, not perfect at everything, and I was hesitant of, you know, how can I do this? And even the first assignment I had didn't quite work out, so I was a little nervous about the second one. And it didn't quite work out timing-wise, and the decision was I wouldn't team teach that time, so I was a little raw but I, you know, I thought I'm going to try this. So I team taught with someone who was so experienced. And Kathy's been a great mentor to me, and I appreciate her feedback. But I called you after that experience saying, you know, okay, I feel bad because people have the Kathy experience. And I visually showed my hand, you know, at the top. And then they had the Heather experience. You know, this is the first time I've done this. Um, certainly, I, just, I said, I don't think I can be that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'm ever going to be as good as Kathy. I'm not sure this training thing's for me, and I was really kind of upset um, about it. And you're talking to me. You said, you know what, Heather? You're going to be great for you. Here it is, see? I'll probably cry all the time, Coop. <laughs> and it was, such a, it was such a sweet thing to hear. You're going to be great because of you and what you bring. And uh, that feedback, that honest sincere feedback gave me the courage to keep trying it and I think aside from the most recent get a better instructor <laughs> I think I've been improving you know I can laugh about it um I am improving and I'm I like it I I help people get better at their work and without you 
being willing to, to give me that feedback. I probably would have been like, yeah, this is hard. I don't want to do it anymore. I can't be as good as someone who's done it for 20 years and taught hundreds of classes, which why am I right mind, but I think I would be after the first time I do something. So I think that's a example to everyone trying something, even if you're new in your career. You know, be open to hearing what you need to do better. Be open to acknowledging that it's going to take you time to get better at what you're trying. Um, but don't stop because of one comment or your own feelings of inadequacy. Have a good mentor who will encourage you to keep trying and, and see how you can improve. And um, it's powerful. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. And um, I'm not surprised that you got teared up again. I think it's a... Uh... <laughs> It is a powerful thing. Um, to, and I think, I, you know, if in closing, just to say that I think, you know, if you receive good feedback um, or if you're able to receive that feedback, then you're, you're going to be able to grow. And who knows where it can take you and what lessons yeah. you can learn rather than shutting it off and getting emotional about it. And then on the flip side, and you just made me think of this, like if you give – so if you receive feedback, then you, you can improve for yourself. But – now you're even making me think if you can give really good feedback, then think about all the people that you can improve out there, right, and help yep. and take them to the next level. So I, this is a really important topic, and I'm so glad we had this opportunity to do the presentation in Vegas and um, do it here on the radio show, and hopefully you know, we're already talking about doing it in, in other locations. So um, I'm excited uh, for you to continue to spread this word about feedback because I think people can always improve. So thank you so much, Heather, and thank you all our listeners out there. Um, please, every other week, we try to do this radio show every other week, so tune in again on Tuesdays. And our next one, I, well, it's, yeah, I think it's our next one, and Javon, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we're going to do one on the 8th of um, um, December because that is our one year anniversary of this Ask an Analyst show. So uh, Jacqueline and I are excited to we're going to have to come up with something special. So um, on behalf of Technology Expresso and Heather thank you and B2T Training uh, thank you guys so much and we'll see you next time. Yep, Thanks. This episode is sponsored by and features B2Ttraining.com B2T Training has trained and equipped almost 15,000 of the most successful and high-performing practitioners of business analysis since the year 2000. Our courses are developed and taught by the most respected and highest qualified experts in the industry. We know that transforming the way you and your team perform business analysis is not a one-size-fits-all approach. And we understand that your business analysis practice has unique problems and deserves a unique program offering. Using our holistic approach, we will identify the pain points that will result in the best opportunity for your team or organization to realize the change they're trying to achieve. Change begins with knowledge and skills. Our learning events also include ongoing enrichment and reflective activities that provide students the boost they need to sustain their learning and competency. In other words, we make it stick. Get your business analysis training from the most respected and highest qualified source of experts in the industry. Find out more about our public class offerings in various U.S. locations or call to speak with one of our training solution sales associates toll-free at 866-675-2125. Follow us on social media. 
and visit www.b2ttraining.com. That's B, the number 2, T, training.com, and see our full course outlines, blog, and free downloadable resources. We get it. We'll help you get it, too. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Radio. For a full list of our podcast series and upcoming shows, as well as our social media handles, visit our web portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. Here you can always listen live through our live studio. And we want to send a special thanks to our sponsors and thank you to our listeners. And remember, we encourage you to listen, learn, leverage, and launch. And as always, thanks for listening to Technology Expresso Radio.